The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are for informational purposes only and solely those of the podcast participants, contributors, and guests, and do not constitute an endorsement by or necessarily represent the views of the Hartford or its affiliates. You're listening to the Small Biz Ahead podcast, brought to you by the Hartford. Okay, Jean, we're back with another episode, and we have a special guest today. Yeah, we do. We've got John Ferrara who's joining us. John, thank you so much for joining us. John is a, um, I, God, you and I, I think, have known each other for a long time. Um, you, you know, John had started out as the, the founder of Goldmine Software back in the day. And, uh, and John, just so you know, my company still sells Goldmine and still looks the same and still has the same uh, you know, features and functions are very, very similar. And you, you'll laugh. We, uh, I was at some client. Um, it was like a little payroll company in the Lehigh Valley, and they were still running Goldmine for DOS, like this <laughs> 20. You know, Gene, Goldmine for DOS is like the classic uh, American car that just keeps yes. running. Yes. And it works, and people love it. And, uh, and God bless you for supporting uh, my entrepreneurial dreams to power people around the world to achieve their passion, plan, and purpose in life. I think that you and I share the desire to help other people grow, and, and that's why we get along so well. We do. I agree. And now you're the CEO of Nimble. So you know, tell us a little bit about Nimble. Well, essentially, Nimble is solving the same problem that Goldmine did, and, and that is that I believe that the CRM for most businesses is their email, their calendar, their contacts, and their accounting system. And ultimately, that data already exists in a business, and if you can unify people, the people you're talking to, the conversations you're having, the activities you're driving, and help you to power those relationships to derive ideally mutually beneficial business outcomes then I think that you really solve a big problem that we're all having. So the big problem in the world isn't CRM, it's relationship management. And Goldmine pioneered that with the sales and marketing contact platform that predates Outlook and Salesforce. We were both of those combined for generations. And now I'm back with Nimble because I think that today's contact tools are broken because email, contact, and calendar are three separate tabs and they're not connected. So you don't have contacts when you look at a contact and you don't have insights because you should know who somebody is and what their business is about before you ever engage with them. And today you Google them. Tomorrow you'll Nimble them because Nimble is the first serum that works for you by building itself and then works with you wherever you work because you shouldn't be in your serum or your inbox. You should be wherever you're having conversations with customers, which might be your accounting system. It might be LinkedIn. It, it might be a Forbes article, reading your blog post and learning about how to grow your business and then wanting to connect with you. And Nimble makes it so easy to do modern social sales and marketing, we layer on top of Office 365 and Google Apps for Work or Gmail and essentially build your CRM for you automatically. That's great. You know, you must get this question all the time because I do all the time. People say you know, to me, like, how do I know, Gene, if I need a CRM? Does my business really need it? I'm, I'm small. I only have a few people. And I, you, know, you, you got to agree that like, I, I feel like every business should have a CRM. I mean, you know, you could be running a, a restaurant in a strip mall, or you could be running a manufacturing company with 200 people. I, I, I think, you know, the, the, the problems that CRM solves um, is, are the same problems that every business of every size in every industry has. Do you, do you agree? Well, I agree that there should be a central record of relationship for every business that they utilize to outreach, connect, nurture, 
and maintain those connections. I just argue that most people buy a serum because they think they need to, hmm. and then they stick it in and expect it to solve the problems in their business, which fundamentally isn't technology or even a database. It's about processing people. And so if you're going to put a CRM in, figure out what you want to do with it. And ultimately, CRMs are only as good as the data you put in and the data that you want to derive out of it. And I think that most businesses already have a CRM in their business. They have a goldmine in their accounting system of the people they've already sold to. They have a goldmine of emails and conversations they've collected over the years. And if you could mine that gold and enrich it with people and company data and help people to connect... That's amazing. And so I think that the biggest problem with CRM is lack of use because you have to beat on people to use it. The reason they call it Salesforce, you have to force salespeople to use it. <laughs> Nobody in their right mind would use a CRM if they weren't beat on to do it. And I know that because I invented CRM. And ultimately, what most people really need is really a good contact manager. And, uh, and that's what we're doing with Nimble. But ultimately, on top of that contact manager, you need simple sales and marketing and social. And so, yes, I do agree that every business needs a type of CRM but I'm going to argue the types of CRMs that we typically sell them, the Salesforce, the Dynamic CRM, the Zoho's of the world, are all copies of the same thing. They're right. basically copies of Siebel, which is something <laughs> designed for management. So I call CRM customer reporting management, not customer relationship management. And I think we've got to get back to powering the people touching our customers. And those are our customer-facing business team members who basically hate their CRM. I, 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 I love that. Um, you know, listen, Nimble has been around now. I mean, you know, congratulations. You've, you've been around for, for a few years now. You've been growing. It's been successful. It's got a good reputation. Um, having said all of that, you and I both know that I'm sure you've had uh, implementations of Nimble that didn't go as well as you would hope or, or, or companies, particularly small businesses. And this podcast is, gener you know, is, is geared towards small companies um, that you know, they, they just, they didn't, they, they just failed. They didn't get out of the batter's box. And I, I have that all the time with the products that we sell. What, what mistakes do you see particularly small business owners making when they're trying to implement a CRM system? People buy a CRM because they think they need to get a CRM, but they don't really understand what a CRM is. And I think that really what you need to do is talk about the entire social sales and marketing technology tech stack that you need to grow a business today. So, if you think about it, in the old days, we all had a brick-and-mortar store. We, we, we prayed and hoped people walked through that door, and we had a bell on the door to let us know that somebody actually walked in. And if you're, if you're operating that way today, you're dead. Remember Blockbuster? And so today, what you need to be doing is to somehow digitally participate in the conversations that are occurring in and around your business, billions of them all the time, and attract people to your website, to your social landing pages and identities, and not just your corporate identities, but your team members' identities as well. And when they do connect and land on those places, then you have to capture a bit of that information and begin to nurture and engage with them. And so that's the beginning journey of what people think of as CRM. But really, CRM has been traditionally SFA. It's basically right. a database for sales reps to log what they did and what they need to do so management can run reports on pipeline and activities against them. But that's missing the big part of nurture marketing and social. And so if you think about the sales and marketing technology stack, it really starts with getting people's eyeballs, which essentially you should be using content to inspire and educate people about how you might help them become better, smarter, faster to get them to your website and your social landing pages. Then you need to capture that name and do something. That's marketing. 
And so when you put a name in a marketing platform, and I call that MailChimp to Marketo, there's a range of tools you could use to do that. You nurture them over time to tell their lead qualified. And what that means is different to every business, but ultimately it means they fit a profile that you should invest and engage with them somehow. And sometimes that means an actual outreach. So when you outreach to them, you put them in the CRM, you tell your sales reps to go get them. That's where the wasted time happens. So sales reps have to Google them and look them up, then go log what you know about that person and what their business is about. And then you need to engage with them, and, and they basically try email and phone to engage. And it's all manual. 60% of your time is wasted looking things up, logging what you did, and logging what you should do. A machine can do all that. So what you need is market automation. Then you need a CRM. Then you need some type of sales intelligence to enrich people and company information with the data you need to outreach in a one-to-one way. And then that outreach should be personal and, and authentic where it shouldn't come from a MailChimp or a constant contact because ultimately people throw away mass emails. You need it to come from your email and then to get signals on the opens and clicks so it feels like you're personally reaching out. And to do all that today, a small business has to buy market automation, CRM, sales intelligence, and sales enablement, email tracking. Most people don't even know what I'm talking about, let alone could they afford the 50 to $150 per month per package that they need to do, and they'd have to hire somebody for thirty dollars to $60,000 a year to run it because the salespeople won't do it. And that is the big problem that Nimble solves, is you don't have to buy all those tools. Nimble is a blend of social sales and marketing that can help you do that complete life cycle. And I think the biggest problem with CRM implementation is people don't really understand what they want to try to achieve, and then they just buy the thing and expect people to just use it, and they really need an expert like you to help them to understand what is a CRM, how does marketing come in, how does social come in, how do you blend these together to make it work, how do I empower my team members to use these things effectively, and if they do all that right, it's amazing that many people don't make that investment. All right, we are going to take a quick break, and then we're going to answer a question about implementing a CRM at a small business that happens to be a yoga studio. We'll be right back. This podcast is brought to you by The Hartford. When the unexpected strikes, The Hartford strikes back for over 1 million small business customers with property, liability, and workers' compensation insurance. Check out The Hartford Small Business Insurance at thehartford.com. Okay, we're back and we are going to answer our first question. This is from Anne in South Windsor. I'm assuming it's South Windsor, Connecticut, because there is one very close to here. Anne writes, I have owned and run a yoga studio for 20 years, and I'm wondering if it's too late to start using a customer relationship management system. Is there a downside to starting after you've launched your business? So I like Anne's question because I think ideally you'd want to start using one as soon as you open your business. Is that right, John? But what about people that are already in business? Yeah, I don't think most people start a business and start with a CRM. I think they... they you know, they're, they're entrepreneurs and they, and they start out like my wife is. Like my wife recently got her hot eight yoga teacher training certificate and has started a yoga studio in our dining room. So she has people come <laughs> Lucky <over>. you. <laughs> exactly. So can you imagine once a week my dining room is, is pushed aside, all my tables and chairs are shoved someplace, and, and I have these ladies uh, in, my, in my dining room, and I think it's wonderful. But that's how it starts. It's right. a spark. 
And ultimately, that spark catches fire for the people that are fortunate and persistent, and then they have a business. But it's a while before they really start to look at tools to scale. So let's talk about Anne's question. I think it's a fantastic question because it doesn't just apply to yoga studios, really anything, right? Any kind of business is just like that. And I'm going to say that she's already got the information she needs to make this a fantastic uh, solution. Number one is she's already billing people. She's already got a, a list of names and emails that uh, in her accounting system, in her Gmail, Office 365, there is a goldmine of contacts of her community that she could put into the CRM to start. The next thing she could do is she could start with her website, if she has one, and when people go to the website, ask for their email so they, that she could start staying in touch. And she should get not just a CRM, but some type of uh, email nurture program like MailChimp or one of those other programs that allows you to capture a name, do some simple nurturing, and to begin to build community around your business. But then what I'd also do is I'd also invest in setting up an account on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook because there's amazing ways to target customers using Facebook uh, advertising. And a picture tells a thousand words. And if you get people to check in at your studio on their social media sites, that's like the best kind of advertising, people talking about you. And so don't worry if you haven't started with a CRM. You could start at any time. But what you want to do is feed the CRM with the goldmine of contacts that you already have inside of your uh, inside of your uh, business, and don't think of just prospects and customers as feeding into your CRM, because the influencers of your prospects and customers will really truly help you scale, which is essentially how I met Gene Marks, hmm. because <laughs> I recognized that I couldn't scale to millions of small and medium-sized businesses, so I went after the influencer of those prospects and customers, and I started with Novell resellers, and then I went to accountants, because you are the trusted advisor of your prospects and customers, and I got you to use Goldmine, and then you started to recommend it and resell it, and you're still doing that after 30 years. True. God bless you. God, 30 years, man. Oh my, I'm, now I'm depressed. Thanks, John. <laughs> you know, John, I got, you, know, you, you talk about all these things that, that she could be doing in her, you know, in, in, with her business, but I mean... I mean, you know, come on, man. I mean, this takes a lot of time. I mean, can can like a typical business owner do it themselves? Do, yeah. They got to hire somebody, right? Don't no, they need help? No. All right, the go ahead. thing about, about Nimble is that it'll, it'll automatically sync not just your Gmail, iCloud, and Office 365 email contact and calendar into a unified CRM, but we'll also bring in your existing tools that you have, your QuickBooks, your FreshBooks, your... MailChimp contacts, all your existing tools that you may already be using, bring those all together and essentially keep it up to date and then integrate back into whatever tools you're having. And so you don't have to hire a consultant to import your data anymore. And you don't have to uh, really do that much implementation to start because today, it's almost a click of a button with the onboarding and the cloud-based solutions. I mean, remember, Jane, back in the day, you have to, you used to have to buy PCs, oh, no doubt. No uh, doubt. network switches, wires, sure. ser small business server, SQL server, exchange server, and set all that up. And that was hard. Sure. But today, it's all in the cloud, and, and things talk to each other. So, you know, it does take some thinking process, but, it, but not much. And <laughs> so some of the cloud-based solutions, like Nimble, Actually, you can be up and running in a matter of hours. 
So, John, I'm thinking about an example of how Anne running a yoga studio would use something like Nimble. So let's say she sets it up and she can tell which clients or which customers are going to which classes. So let's say she has like gentle classes and restorative classes and power classes. And she has um, a workshop coming up on for power classes. Like it's a, it's a longer workshop. So then she could go in and email all the people who have ever gone to a power class or who have gone to like, let's say more than three power classes and say, Hey, I have a workshop coming up on Sunday. It's $30. You know, here's what you can expect to get out of this. Is that something she would be using it for? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. But she could even go further. Because with a tool like Nimble, it will enrich people and company information such that you can profile the people that come to certain types of classes. And then take that, that set of people. That, let, let's say that you have people that are really constant coming to a certain type of class. Let's say the, the, the power class. And you have those in your accounting system, so you import those in, and you know which ones those are. You have a, a tag on those in Nimble. You could take that tag group and import it into Facebook, into their advertising system. Let's say there's 100 people that are your most avid people that come all the time. You could take those 100 people, put it into Facebook and say, find me more people like this within five miles, 10 miles of my business. Yep. And for literally $10, you can experiment with putting up a, a video testimonial of one of your customers talking about how those classes have changed their lives because yoga really does change your life. And, and, and then what happens is that will, that will appear in the people's Facebook stream and it's not you saying how great your classes are but other people and you could literally experiment this $10 and then you find well, a video that works best for you and, and then you basically put in $100 or $1,000. And it is amazing because, you know what, we all live inside of social media today. And Facebook is one of the most powerful marketing tools available today. And so, yes, you can nurture to your existing base of customers in targeted one-to-one -one messages, and I highly encourage you to do so. But you could also reach out to get net new people in a very simple way. For creating a video, though, and doing the digital marketing via Facebook, I think you would need to hire another, unless you have... No, 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 no. <laughs> you, 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 you know what? I'm going to give you an example. So I was walking in, uh, in South by Southwest, this conference in Austin about technology and music, and some guy stops me on the street, this guy named David Meerman Scott, and, he, and he, he's, he's written books on marketing and stuff. And he stopped me and said, John, I've been using Goldmine all my life. It changed my life. Helped me to do the, this, that, and the other thing. And I said, David, can, I just, can you repeat that? And I basically I turned on my iPhone camera. It made a beautiful video. And I uploaded that, and I use it as a testimonial. It's that easy. And, and you know, one of the things that pulled the best, and I, I've done a lot of direct marketing, the things that pull the best are the natural things. You don't have to make things overproduced. An example, if I tested laser-printed um, letterhead, really nice letters that went out to customers, they didn't pull as well as a courier font with yellow highlighting uh, folded over with some scratch notes on it. And because basically people love natural stuff. I think that we're all striving to get back to, you know, any small business person listening today can get innovated with some of the tools that are out there. And it's not that hard. And there's so many ways to learn through um, 
through the digital stuff where people inspire and educate that. In fact, I'd encourage anybody listening today to follow me on Twitter. I'm J-O-N underscore Ferrara, F-E-R-R-A. We'll put that in the show notes. And all I do on a daily basis is inspire and educate other people about how they might become better, smarter, faster at the areas of promise of my product, which is social sales and marketing. Because I believe if you teach people to fish, they'll figure out you sell fishing poles. So rather than talking about how great I am or how great my product is, I talk about how great you can become. And I don't talk about it with even the stuff I write because I'm a computer science guy. I don't write. What I do is I share content from thought leaders like Gene Marks and other thought leaders in in marketing and, and social media. And that way I can inspire and educate people, but at the same time, I'm building relationships with these influencers, and anybody listening to this today can do the exact same thing. There are thought leaders in your industry who would love you to be sharing their content. So if I was a yoga studio, there are yogis that have incredible posts that they do about all kinds of things, about food and and life and, and balance, and the studio can share that content to build their brand without really having to invest in content. So there's a lot of ways to guerrilla market today. So John, so um, you clearly Nimble, is a, it's a social CRM application and you are, you are an evangelist um, for leveraging social media. So for starters, Anne with her yoga studio, you know, if, you were, if you were her partner, it seems to me that you'd be recommending her that she would be um, really focusing on, on Facebook and social media tools to grow her specific business, the yoga no, business. No, okay. I, I think you need to do you need to do the basics. Okay. I think the basics wins games. The social stuff is stuff you begin to invest in, but I'd start with the people you've already sold to, okay. the core of your community, because right. you need to you need to maintain and build your base and get referrals from that base, and so that means taking your existing contacts from your iCloud, Gmail, or Office 365, or mm-hmm. whatever you got, pop, mm-hmm. whatever it is, put it into a thing like Nimble, import in your accounting contacts, so all the people have ever signed up or done anything in your studio, and then begin to segment them in a one-to-one way, so you're not blasting everybody with the same thing, and don't send them a, a quarterly newsletter talking about just your studio, you inspire and educate them, but do different outreaches, offer people, hey, you know, uh, come to the studio and bring a friend or, or share this thing because people love to refer your business if they like your business. So you need to work that base. But at the same time, you need to get net new people. And so the Facebook stuff can be really, really powerful to, uh, to market, experiment marketing to net new people. I know that traditionally there's been yellow pages and there's been other ways to, to market, but I think that um, you need to experiment with some of these net new ways. And, of course, any studio should have the basic identities on Twitter, Facebook, uh, uh, and Instagram and be sharing basic content on those places. Got it. Do you think email is dead? I mean, we no, hear. No, and neither do I. No, neither do no, I. No, I, I believe that the core business signals that drive all businesses today and in the future is email, contact, and calendar. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and social media is key and critical, but uh, nothing beats uh, email still. But I'm going to tell you what, Gene. If I wanted to reach out to an influencer today yep. and to get their attention, if I send them an email, forget about it. It's not going to happen. Yep. I'm going to send them a Facebook message right. or, or maybe a DM, right. but not even a LinkedIn. Like LinkedIn's, I'm, I'm going to explain the sort of the cycle of social media. So 
what happens when you're connecting with other people is you don't reach out directly to them on LinkedIn. What you do is you do a soft thing. You follow the, their digital footprint, add value to the conversation, share their posts, comment on their blogs. And then you might uh, start a conversation, and that might start with an appointment and go to meeting, meeting, a follow-up with emails and a LinkedIn connection. But if you're doing things right in business today, you're moving to the softer side of, of, of social, which I call the five Fs of life, family, friends, food, fun, and fellowship. That's how we connect and stay connected on those commonalities, and those happen on things like Facebook and Instagram. And Instagram, for me, is the simplest way to connect with people because you're not asking to look at their personal Facebook stuff. Instagram's just sort of a, a softer way to really learn about a human being. And I'm going to tell you, Gene, you go to my LinkedIn page mm-hmm. and look at it for five minutes. In five seconds, you look at my Instagram. You're going to know who I am. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, and so that may not apply to a yoga studio unless you're trying to connect with influencers and in yoga in your community, which is something that you should do. And I'll give you an example of that for small businesses. Today, small businesses are following me on Instagram and they're commenting on my post. Now, why would a local Lebanese cafe follow and comment on my post? Because they see that I have a large following, an active presence, and that I'm a foodie, and that if they can connect with me somehow, that I might come and consider their business and then talk about their business. Sure. And so there's, there's, I, I'm seeing incredible engagement from local businesses uh, and even national businesses on my Instagram brand in order to begin a journey and a conversation. So if you're a small business today... Don't think that social media is only for the big companies right. or that it's not something that you could truly connect. Or even if you're a yoga studio, it doesn't make sense. You know, it's funny. It's funny even with a yoga studio and you talk about Instagram. Um, sometimes I struggle personally with how I would apply Instagram to – I love Instagram personally, but to my business, it's a little bit of a stretch. Um, but speaking of stretching, um, if you're a yoga studio, um, th- there is – Very it, smooth transition. Pretty good, huh? It's very – that's a very visual business, right? I mean, you could be posting lots of photos and lots of videos of you know customers, different techniques, different things in yoga, you know, uh, sharing a lot of things that are it's, – it's just way more of a visual thing. So – you do run a business like that that's that's very you know visual instagram speaks well to it and for you john i mean you are evangelizing small business marketing so you've got a lot of thoughts and things to share and you don't have a problem putting yourself on video and you know and 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 sharing those thoughts on instagram and it it really works for you but i guess the takeaway though you know is that it, it all comes down though to your crm system doesn't it john i mean that's your that's your community. That's where you're tracking it all, right? So yeah. wherever you're devoting your time, whether it's email, you know, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, you know, whatever, um, in the end, it's all going to come back into CRM, correct? Yes, but the thing that you need to remember about CRM is it's not just for prospects and customers, and it's not just for sales and marketing. People. Right. Because right. because it, in order for you to grow, in order for me to grow nimble. I need to connect with not just prospects and customers, but editors, analysts, bloggers, influencers, third-party developers, investors, advisors, and prospects and customers of various types. And any business, even yours, right? So you connect with, you're doing business with that small business in Pennsylvania, but you're also doing business with Hartford and with Intuit and with other people, right? All these people help you to drive your business because you need to build the, the Marks Group brand right. in order to get the speaking things that help you to then get the audience, that help you to then do the one-to-one consulting, and it all feeds on each other. 
So that is a sustainable garden around your business. Right. And so you need a system of record of relationship in your business that unifies all the contacts that everybody in the company is touching across all the different departments so that no matter who picks up the phone, you have context and insight to engage effectively and work as a team. That's why Goldmine was so successful because it was Outlook and Salesforce combined. That's right. Today, the problem is, is that we all live in... Uh, in, in Outlook address book or Google Contacts, which is our email, and then we force salespeople to go to the CRM, and, and they don't do it because they're living in their inbox and now more and more social. And then the people in the other departments don't have a system or record because every department has a se- separate program. So salespeople live in CRM, marketing people live in marketing, customer su- support people, accounting, social media, and none of these databases talk to each other. So I think we need to get back to the idea of Goldmine, which is nimble, that essentially unifies all the contacts and then lets you use it in any of those business applications that you're in. So there is a system of record relationship. And I think that any business that doesn't have a unified database of the community that they're touching around their business and are using that database to segment, mine, outreach, connect in a one-to-one way to build relevant and authentic relationships is going to suffer. Okay, we've got to wrap up. Thank you so much for coming on today, John. This was really enlightening, I'm sure, for all of our listeners and for Gene and I. <laughs> it was awesome. I mean, I'm a huge fan of Nimble. John, we'll make sure to include uh, not only your Instagram account, your Twitter account, and Nimble, uh, you know, your, your website and all that, and the show notes as well. Um, but I can't can't recommend the CRM application more as somebody who's been in the business for um, quite a while now. I'm not going to say how many years, John. You already did that. But, <laughs> John, it's, it's so great speaking with you. And um, I just personally, not only will I reach out to you again, but next time I'm in L.A., um, you know, I might give you some advance warning. I would love to stop by and, and see you. I really would. Let's do it. Okay. All right. We'll be right back with our word of brilliance. Did you know that increasing customer retention by as little as 5% can improve your profitability by as much as 75%? If you're looking to increase your customer retention and profits, check out Small Biz Ahead's new ebook, Keep Customers Coming Back for More. This ebook will teach you how you can use the reciprocity principle to increase sales, how to increase social proof to help drive customer interest, and why creating a fear of missing out can encourage customers to buy from you. Head over to smallbizahead.com and click the link in the show notes to download your free copy today. Okay, we're back with our word of brilliance. And this week, I'm going to lay some knowledge on you. So it's going to be extra brilliant this extra week. Extra bl- brilliant. It. Let's yes. hear it. So this week, because we've been talking so much about yoga, I wanted to highlight a really interesting business that I found on YouTube. And it's called Yoga with Adrian. It's this woman, she's a yoga teacher, and I guess she just had the idea to start doing yoga videos. First of all, I would rename the business to Yo with Adrian. <laughs> We're just Yo Adrian, and that could be her, her right? Um, yeah, that's a, that's a brilliant idea. <laughs> I don't know if the millennials she's targeting would get that. <laughs> oh, everybody loves Rocky. I don't care how old you are, please. Sorry, I broke your so, train of thought. She's a, I guess she's also an actress, and oh. you know, it's kind of probably hard to have have steady work as an actress so she decided I'm going to start putting I'm going to get into yoga and then she decided I'm going to start putting um, videos on YouTube so she has a whole YouTube channel and it's 
thousands of these wonderful yoga videos. She's got this really cool personality. She's really great. She make any money from it? I mean, well, getting to that. So she does five minute yoga videos. She does hour long yoga videos. Anything you want, you can go there and search for like yoga for runners, yoga hmm. for pregnant people, yoga for relaxation, and she has a video on that. She's monetizing it by having a step up situation so you can subscribe to a website and get even more videos, hmm. emails from her hmm. and advice. So hmm. she found a way to monetize what I assume was kind of like a hobby at first and put it online on YouTube, put herself out there. She's got T-shirts. She's got a tagline. It's called Find What Feels Good. It's like someone that didn't even think about starting a That's business awesome. actually Good ended up her. starting a business. Good for her. So this is twofold. One, I just wanted to highlight what a cool way she went about that. Sure. And two, if you're a small business owner and you're really busy and you don't have time to leave the office, you could just pop on one of her yoga videos. Yeah. Do it at your desk. Yeah. She even has some that you can do at your desk. So, Jean, maybe you should check it out. I got got to get into it. I got <laughs> Yoga is not my thing, but uh, maybe I can check it out. Have you ever taken a yoga class? No. So that's a really ignorant thing for me to say that <laughs> yoga is not my thing. Is I've never taken one. Like, how do I know that it's All not right, my thing? Well, I might enjoy a, it. This is a good way. If you want to dip your toe into getting into yoga, you mm. just put on like a five minute yoga video. With See, her. I like that more than going into some room with a bunch yeah, of sweaty yeah, other people, yeah. you know, taking a yoga class together and carrying yeah. around the mat around town. I and think for a lot of people, it's hard to get to a class. Yeah. So it's such a good alternative. Yeah. And yeah. there's so many business people that are making businesses out of their YouTube yeah. channel. Oh, yeah. I have a friend. His name is Lon Seidman. He has his own YouTube channel called Lon TV, and he reviews electronics and he gets sent stuff to review. Um, actually, no, that's not the case. I think he buys everything mm. to review it mm. because he wants to remain it's on a the great idea. with people. It's a great he's, idea. He's making a lot of money just on doing advertising. It's on a YouTube. great idea. There's a one guy, and I keep forgetting his name because my, my son turned me on to him, and he's great. Oh, oh the guy who eats uh, the, fast food? Yes. How yeah, did you know I was going to yeah, talk yeah, about that guy? I think you talked about Oh, him I just love this guy. I'm like addicted to his videos, and I forget his name. We'll and we should put him in the, yeah, in the we'll show notes. That. We'll yeah. link to Yoga with Adrian, Lon TV, and the guy, um, that, the guy that reviews fast food. He's a kid, and he's hilarious when he reviews fast food. Kind of what John was talking about. Like, maybe think about how can you do that with your business? Mm. Is there something you could do? I mean, Gene, could you do how-to videos for CRM? Well, we do. Just so, you know, and again, just as ideas for, for you if you're listening and you want to, like, leverage, like, YouTube. So um, I, because we sell five CRM products. So just yesterday, for example, I, I did a, a go-to-web, you know, you can get go-to-webinars, very, very um, yeah. affordable. Easy to use. Very easy to use. And um, I got online with a client of mine, and we just talked about, like, three things, three benefits they're getting out of this product. Like, what are you using it for? Like, what are you doing? Oh, I'm doing, using it for email. I'm using it for this or whatever. And we had a conversation. It's a video conversation. It wasn't like a public for the public to see. I just recorded on GoToWebinar and then I posted it onto our YouTube channel. Um, it took literally like 20 minutes to do all in and then we went our separate ways. And I already looked at it today and it had something like 250 views. Wow. And that's like amazing. And sometimes people call me and they'll they'll be like, yeah, we're thinking of getting a CRM and we saw some of your videos on YouTube. Like the, the world is looking at videos, man. Yeah. I mean, I'm you know, the millennial generation, you know, the, it's a video driven you know, generation. 
attention. Yeah. Um, and, you know, even a couple hundred views, uh, these are potential leads for you. I have to so. admit, I got a new camera over the weekend mm. and I did not even look at the user manual. I mm. just went to YouTube yep. and searched for and how to videos. We do the same thing. And, and I think to myself, like, if I have a problem, I had a problem with some thing in my house and you go to YouTube. So it's like, if there's a yeah. video to show me what to do. So it's very, very powerful. A lot of people are using it. Very inexpensive to do. Um, and, um, and yeah, you keep it short and sweet because yeah. it's a 140 character and world we live in. you can actually make money off that YouTube ads. So we don't have enough traffic. For, that's not the idea for my YouTube yeah. page because a couple hundred views isn't going to, you know, generate any advertisements. But um, it generates leads. Generates yeah. leads. It depends on your business. You know what I mean? And how you want to turn Gene, it into. you got a lead from this podcast, didn't you? Yeah. Oh, I've got a couple leads from this hey. podcast. People listen and then they call and they have a question and they, you know, they reach out. And so, yeah, I mean, it's. Can it's, I get um, a cut? Um, <laughs> we're going to have to talk about that all fair, Elizabeth. Okay. We don't bring up finances on this show. Not for the public to hear. All right. Thanks for joining us, everyone. And thank you to our guest, John Ferrara of Nimble. We'll be back in a couple days with our next episode. See you soon. Thanks for joining Elizabeth and Jean for another edition of the Small Biz Ahead podcast. For the latest on small business trends straight from the small business experts, visit the Hartford Small Biz Ahead. We've got articles, how-tos, and videos to help you run your business more efficiently. Check us out at smallbizahead.com.